before we start, had um, wanted to welcome somebody um, officially to the church. Um, so we are very excited. She's been at the church for a while, so it sounds strange, but we haven't officially welcomed her, and we want to welcome her into family this morning. So Helen, can you join me? I love this woman. She has like been such an encouragement and blessing to me. Um, microphone. Thank you. <laughs> She's just going to tell us a little bit about how she came here and you going to come up with me? No. <laughs> okay, you can go. I'll come down with you. They can't this. They can't see you. Thanks, Helen. Yeah. Sorry. I should have told you. <laughs> um so yeah, so why don't we give her a clap and we're going to pray for her at the end. But yeah, officially welcoming her into the family. So Helen, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you came to make Living Grace your home? Um, hi, so I'm <laughs> Helen. <laughs> um, I've been here for about a year now, um, I think, for about a year. Yes? <laughs> I to um, say and how I came here, so why Google? Um, I looked at Google, um, and, and, and so I've been kind of going through life, um, you know, God tried to prove that, you know, he was God, I tried to prove that I could do it on my own, and it just kind of went back and forth, <laughs> um, and then last year I was in a really bad place in my life, um, and I just kind of started going back into seeking and just searching um, God, and just to see, like, if it's an actual lifestyle that you can live because um, I've never really actually seen it. But I do have very close friends back in Melbourne, um, in Geelong, um, that I kept in touch with. They were pastors of a church um, and they were ministers. Um, and so we were very close and I was telling them about everything and I told them I've started coming to this church. And he said, give me the name of the church, the pastors, <laughs> and the website. <laughs> so I gave it to him, um, gave it to the couple, and they said, okay, we'll pray about this, um, and then we'll let you know how it goes. They called me back the next day, and they said, um, it's a good church, you're safe. Uh, <laughs> was moving there. I said, okay, that's good. Um, <laughs> but because I was in such a bad place, I said, you know, I'm, I'm sick and tired of everything of life. I just want to get out of Sydney. I just wanted to move, just, like, basically run away. Um, and they said to me to promise them something. They said to um, stay here. And they said to get involved and just to try it out, just to trial it out, um, and just to see what it'll be like to mingle and to talk to people, and that tends to be my weakness. <laughs> so I tend to go in and then straight out. Um, and so I said, okay, fine, I'll, I'll try it. <laughs> um, I'll try it, and then I'll let you know. Um, and so, yeah, so that's what I did. I came in, I got involved, um, and like, as I was still scared as I was getting involved in talking to people, but I just thought, you know, I promised, um, so I'll do it. My first Sunday when I came in, Phil um, said hi to me, and he kept on, like, he was, like, you know, very welcoming, and, um, and then after church, um, a few people came to say hi to me, and then he tried to come back. <laughs> to say hi, and I was trying to run out of the door. <laughs> um, and, and so a few people interrupted. He's like, okay, no worries. I'll just come back later. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, gosh, I hope not, so I can just run out. <laughs> um, and so as I was, like, walking out, a few people still came over to say hi um, and just to welcome me. I've never seen you before. 
And then finally, um, when I finally got through the door, I thought, yes, I'm going to make it out the door. <laughs> and I could just hear the girl, sorry, sorry, excuse me, sorry, can I just talk to you? Just like, and I was like, oh, gosh, okay. So I turned around and um, he started just talking to me and just welcoming me and saying, you know, I really feel like God is um, wanting to reveal himself to you, um, to reveal his truth and his word to you. Um, can I pray for you? And because I didn't know him, I said no. I don't know you. <laughs> um, so he just kind of stood there looking at me and he said, okay, well, that's okay. Um, I'll just speak over you. And I'm thinking, that's still kind of brain. <laughs> so I was just like out that door. And I thought, okay, well, you know. Um, and one of the, in the scripture that he spoke um, to me, he said, um, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And that was in a time of like, deep seeking for me, just trying to figure out what's going on, what life is, um, the whole thing. Um, and so as he was speaking that over me, um, I was almost in tears, but, you know, I was trying to hold it in because it's my first time. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, okay, thank you. No worries. Thank you. <laughs> and then he was like, so is there anything you want to talk about? I said, no, I just want to you go. <laughs> um, so finally I left and I just cried in my car as I was driving away. Um, and I felt really blessed. And as I was driving home, like that Sunday, I basically, like, I just came to church and then went home. Um, and it was, like, I just felt this gladness and this joy inside of me. And Aww. I didn't know what it was. Um, I went to a church before I came here. Like, I was just trialing um, churches. And I, I prayed. I said to God to please help me, um, to guide me to find the right church. Thank you. Um, to find the right church because... I've been to different churches and, you know, things happen. Um, yeah, so as I drove home uh, that Sunday, I just felt so blessed. It just felt really joyful and just happy, like content. And I didn't know what that was, but I just felt like God was saying, that's home for you. Aww. So, yeah. That's Thank you. so good. <laughs> hey, 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 wait, wait, wait. Um, sorry. She gets used to this, don't worry. Like... <laughs> we pull her out of her comfort zone a lot. So can we just extend our arms out? Because we just want to pray for Helen and speak a blessing over her. So Lord, we just thank you so much for Helen. We thank you that she has found home and that she has found family, God. And I just thank you. And I, I, I pray um, for every plan that you have for her, that we will see this come to pass, Lord God. That we would walk alongside her as family, Lord God, and help her walk out the destiny that she has, God. We pray. Um, we pray speak favor over her life. We speak blessing over her life. We pray that you would reveal the gifts that she has um, within her, Lord, in this place, God, and that they would be used to edify the body in Jesus' name, Lord God. And I just thank you for all that you've called her to and all that she is, and we just bless her and thank you for her, God. Thank you that she found home here. Amen. Just one second, Helen. Just, I know, um, can I just pray for you too? Just yes, so I, I was going to ask. That's good. Okay. I know that's why I'm being awkward and not like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just want to pray for you, Helen, because um, I know even from when I met you, I knew I knew also there was something about you, and I particularly said something to you, and I know it was just a random thing. I said, "Can you sing?" I remember saying that. <laughs> <laughs> not because I just, but I, I believe it was of the Lord. But I just want to pray, Father, right she now. She I thank you for Helen. And this is home. Yeah. But Father, you've just prompted me to pray for her, Father, because she's such a, a woman of God. Yeah. And Father, I know this too, Father. She, she, 
She's a prophet. Amen. I'm going to just call it out. Yeah, amen. Father, you're going to reveal, she's going to be a, such a song, songstress in the prophetic, Lord. Father God, she carries, Father, your spirit. And, and, and it's so funny that, you know, she, she, she's a, a, sh, a little bit shy. But it's the very thing you're going to break through in her life with. Father, and you're already teaching her, Lord, to just be out there. And even her just sharing her story just here has so touched me and touched so many people. And I know, Father God, you're going to use her mightily Amen. to reach so many people, Lord Jesus. You're going to give her visions and dreams. There's such a gift of revelation. So, so the, the prophet you are is a seer. Yeah. So God is going to give you the capacity to see. And he's going to blow you away with what to see. And your, your thing is you're going to have to navigate what to do with what God has given you to see. When to speak, when not to speak. And so come alongside a, uh, a, a prophetic people, Helen. So come alongside people who are going to enhance that gift within you. Mm -hmm. And, and it's just going to be so untapped. And, and so what I just even saw now was a champagne bottle. It's okay. It was a good champagne bottle. And God has uncorked it. And so I saw it going, yeah. an effervescence. Lifting and that's you, Helen. Amen. So you're going to be that person, such effervescence, and bring life to all those that you touch. So thank you. So thanks, Helen. Yeah. You can go now. <laughs> Praise God. How good, hey? That's family. I love seeing it in action. I love seeing it in action in the church. It's so good. Praise God, and it just confirms what I've been telling her since I met her. So, <laughs> um, yeah, is it annoying? Thanks. I have two hairdressers in my life, and they weren't next to me when I put this on. So, praise God. I'm good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Carla. <laughs> All right, anyway, back to the word. How are we going? All right, let's, let's, let's preach this morning. Um, I want to talk a little bit about prayer this morning because we have been in a month of prayer. And then I just want to share whatever else God wants to do. And so, um, you know, we've been doing a whole, we've been speaking on prayer for a whole month now. And many of us have been attending the prayer meetings and they have been amazing they have been so so good and so if you can get along to one I know I think I believe the Saturday one's ending I'm not too sure but if you can get along to at least a Tuesday or a Sunday morning I would really encourage you to do so um, prayer is powerful but I don't think we really realize just how powerful it is we don't really realize um, the power of our words of our declaration through Jesus we don't understand it and um, you know we don't, I don't think we're ever actually going to fully on earth understand what our prayer does. And I have this idea. I got this picture. And look, it, it's just probably from my imagination. But I got this picture of like a prayer map in heaven. And I have this idea that we're going to get to heaven. And God's going to be like, there's going to be like strings going to different situations. And God's going to be like, see right there, that, that string right there, Bianca, that purple one. I like purple. That, that's your string. They are your prayers. And this is how it affected that situation. Because our prayers are effective. Our prayers are so effective. And I read something this week and it said um, that if we truly knew what our prayers could do, we would never cease to pray. 
If we truly knew what our prayers could do, we would never cease to pray. Prayer does so much. It draws us nearer to God. It draws us nearer. It is faith in action. It is our dependency on Him in action. And I just feel like this year, like so many people have gone deeper in prayer because sometimes that that's all that we had. And so we had to, we got this firm reliance on God and who He is and His power and His might. And today I want to talk on one aspect of prayer. And um, that aspect is praying in the Holy Spirit and praying in tongues. And um, you know what? It's a shame that it's not spoken about more in church. It's a bit of a contentious issue, which is odd to me, which is really strange to me. Because um, we're going to break any contention. I don't think it's a contentious issue here. I just think in the body collectively as a whole it is. And, but for some reason, we've heard it talked about less. We've heard it spoken out less, taught about less. You, really, you rarely hear it from preachers. As I was studying, I even realized this. And don't get me wrong, I'm aware of a certain order in church and all of that. Like, we can talk about that later. But, but what tongues is, is a gift from God, administered by the Holy Spirit. And it is holy. It is a holy gift from God. And it is given to us for us. It is given to us for us to edify ourselves, to encourage ourselves, to build ourselves up. And it is such a beautiful and holy thing. So for me, it's such a shame that we don't talk about it more. Because it is a heavenly language. It's a communication with God. And do you know one thing I love about tongues? Is it actually, it comes from your spirit. So it completely bypasses your mind, right? So you know that when you're praying it, and we read it in Romans 12, that you are praying the perfect will of God when you're praying in tongues. You can be so sure that when you're praying in tongues, you are praying the perfect will of God. Of God. I'm just going to read it from Romans, 12, Romans 8. Likewise, the Spirit helps in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray as we ought. Who has had that? We don't know what to pray sometimes. But the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And He who searches hearts know what is the mind of the Spirit, because the, inter the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. What a powerful and beautiful thing that we have access to. Thank you, Jesus. You know, Jesus promised the Holy Spirit. He promised the Holy Spirit for us as a helper. He promised the Holy Spirit for us as a comforter. He promised that the Holy Spirit would give us utterance, would give us the words to speak when we need to speak. He promised the Holy Spirit to us. And he actually said, I need to go so that the Holy Spirit can come. And a, a sign of that when, when in Acts 2, when the... Um, disciples were in the upper room and there was the sound of a mighty rushing wind. The, the, the um, demonstration of that was speaking in tongues. It happened that very night. It is a beautiful thing. It is a holy thing. And Jesus said in Mark 16, and these signs shall follow those that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. It was promised. And it was also prophesied in Isaiah. And I'll get to that. 
1 Corinthians 12 says that there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And he lists the gifts of the Spirit. We know them. We know them. He says to one, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, faith, healings, to another, miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, different kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. I believe they go hand in hand. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. Do you know that all these other gifts that we see, the gifts of faith, the gift of miracle, the gift of uh, miracles, the gift of healing, the gifts of word of knowledge, word of um, wisdom, prophecy, do you know they're all for other people? But the gift of praying in tongues is a gift for you. That's for you, to build yourself up. And it's a pretty amazing thing. And I love that it says different kinds, or in um, the King James Version, diverse tongues, a diverse selection of tongues. It says we can get new tongues. There, are, there is a whole range. We can get new tongues. Our prayer language, because that's what it is, a prayer language can grow. And it can be used for many, many different purposes. So we can be, I don't know, thinking of somebody and then suddenly pray in tongues. And we know we are interceding for that person. So tongues can be used for intercession. It can be used to edify yourself, as I said. It is used to build up your spirit. And as I said, bypass your mind. You know, John G. Lake, amazing man of God, we all know him, did incredible work for the kingdom. And he said that tongues was the making of his ministry. And he believed in praying in tongues so much that he actually did um, studies where he worked with neuroscientists to see what, were, what was happening in the brain while we spoke in tongues. Pretty amazing. And so while he was speaking in tongues, that they worked out that tongues is a language, so they, it has all the um, attributes of an actual language. It has sentences, it has structure, it is a language. So that's one thing they determined. Another thing they determined with tongues is that when they were monitoring his brain activity while he was praying, it actually didn't, the, the part of his brain that normally um, is your speaking part of your brain or your language part of your brain, that part of his brain didn't light up. The, brain, the part of his brain that lit up was his limbic system, the limbic system in the brain, which scientists believe is most closely related to your spirit. In fact, it is the first thing that goes when you die. So, so much so that this prayer language, this heavenly, holy language doesn't come from us. It comes from the Spirit dwelling within us. What a powerful thing that is. And I love, I really do love tongues. And the reason being, you know, when I was younger, I'll tell you guys a little bit about how I came to speak in tongues. And I'm speaking about other, other things today, but I feel God is on this. When I was younger, I would... Uh, go into my dad's room and oftentimes I would find him kneeling by his bed. I don't know if he remembers this. Kneeling by his bed, praying in tongues. And I would go and I would sit next to him and I would just copy him. 
I didn't know what he was saying. I didn't know what it was, but I would just copy him because there's something about the Holy Spirit. It actually draws people. It draws children, you know, and so the Holy Spirit draws people in. And so I would come and I would sit next to him and kind of curl up next to him and kneel with him and I would copy his prayer language. And from that moment, I was like, that's what I want. I want that. That's what I want. And so actually, it wasn't until I was 18 that I got that gift. And I'm telling you, I was a young girl when that was happening. But I wasn't until I was 18 that I got the gift of speaking in tongues. And all my brothers and sisters got it before me. They did. Carla, Daniel. Daniel, I think, was the first Tory. They all started speaking in tongues. I was like, come on, God. Like, I want this so much. And so then one day I was at a Planet Shakers conference. um, And they had, you know, electives where you go out so they had the big morning meeting and then they had electives and they said, oh, we've got a Holy Spirit elective. And I was like, yep, that's the one. So I went to that Holy Spirit elective. Sarah was there actually. I remember we were in the room together. None of my friends came along. I remember we weren't there at the time together, but none of my friends who I was with came with me. I just said, okay, I'm going to go and I'm just going to say, that's what I want, God. And so we were in this room and they gave a message on praying in tongues and, you know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and all of that. And they said, now all of those who want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit come forward. And I literally ran to the front. I remember I was the first person up and I didn't even have to take like half a step and it came out of me and I just started to speak. And I want to tell you this morning that there may be contention around speaking in tongues because there may be people who, A, they don't believe, A, they have felt pressure to receive and so they haven't received, C, they haven't received yet and so they could be disheartened. There is a number of reasons why this is a contentious issue, but I want to clear everything up right now and tell you that speaking in tongues is A, for today, absolutely, and B, it is for everybody and for all, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for all. And so if you want to receive this beautiful gift... You have it. It's yours. It's a gift. You can't turn away a gift. You can't say, well, you can turn away a gift. But you know what I'm saying? It's not like it's something that, it's, it's a gift. It is given freely to you because of Jesus and the price he paid and because the Holy Spirit came down. It is such a beautiful and holy gift. And it has been such an encouragement to me in my life has been such an encouragement and you know I've said that it does a few things it helps us to intercede for ourselves and for others it brings a collision course between the supernatural and the natural and it activates our spirit it activates our spirit so when you pray in tongues you can be sure that your spirit will be activated it is a comfort to us it is edifying to us And you know, it is also rest for us. It is rest. So Isaiah 28, 11, for with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to his people to whom he said, this is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. You know, it is rest for your weary soul. It is rest. And we have access to this. Smith Wigglesworth said that he actually never took a holiday. 
He never took a holiday. And when asked why, he said, because I get up and I pray in the spirit for 20 minutes and that's all the rest I need to do kingdom work. And I loved that. I mean, can, wouldn't it be cool if we could get to that place? I personally need holidays. Thank you, Jesus. But, but that's really cool. That is actually rest for you. So I don't know why God got me to share about all of this. I don't know. You know, maybe it's because it hasn't been spoken about too much in, other, in churches. But God just wants to break the stigma around speaking in tongues. He, he wants you to have access to this gift. Because if we truly knew what happened in the spirit, so the, the, the other realm. So there is another realm, right? It's the natural and the, and the spiritual. There is another realm. So if we knew what our prayers in the natural do in the spiritual, we would be so blown away so blown away. And can I also just say that you can be sure that it is actually not your natural man speaking in tongues. So you know extra sure that it is powerful and it is moving things in the heavenlies. You can be sure to know. If only we knew how powerful prayer was, we would never cease to pray. We would never cease to pray. You know, fear breaks off when you're in the in when you are in the spirit. You know that? Because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, complete freedom. And so it's amazing what happens when you start to um, start to pray in tongues. That the things that you know, you can actually have thoughts while you're praying in tongues, because like I said, it's different different part of the brain. But it's amazing what happens that the things start to break off. And start to fall away the more you pray in tongues. And the enemy wants to distract us from this. He wants to take us away from our secret place. He wants to take us away from speaking in tongues. He wants to pull us far, far away from those things. Because those things are powerful and they activate things in the kingdom. He knows exactly what it does. And so he will, do, he will stop at nothing to stop you from praying. He will stop at nothing to stop you from praying. But we have everything that we need through the Holy Spirit, to literally see things fall before us. And that's, you know, that's what the fire of God does. It's no coincidence that when the Holy Spirit fell, there were tongues of fire above the disciples. That's what it says in Acts 2. It is no coincidence because that is the Spirit of God. And God is what? A consuming fire. It says Jesus' eyes are like fire. Isn't that an incredible sight? I've asked to see that. I haven't yet, but that's cool. But I've asked to see that. I just want to see what that would look like. Can you imagine just getting a glimpse of his eyes? It would, yeah, it would rock your world, literally. Like, And can I tell you that God wants to rock your world? He wants to flip everything upside down because God is so anti the world. He's so, like what dad says, counterintuitive to everything and all the ways of the world. He wants to do things completely differently to how the world does them. And that's why there's a spirit realm. And so when your spirit is activated, you become aware of what is happening in the spirit realm. And it takes your mind off here and it lifts it above. What a beautiful, beautiful gift. I just need water. Does anybody? Yes. Sorry. I always forget to bring it up. Um, and I just want us to read from Chronicles. 
Okay, well, we know the verse. For if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, they would hear from heaven. Wait, I would hear from heaven and heal their land. You know what? I love it. It talks about humility in this scripture. It talks about humility. And I think that we've sometimes gotten humility wrong. I think we've gotten humility wrong because what humility is, is it's taking the, the focus off us and putting the focus on him. So the very nature of prayer is actually humbling yourself. The very nature of prayer, especially praying in tongues, and I'll explain why in a minute, but the very nature of prayer is humility because it's like, okay, God, I do not have the answers. I do not know what to do. I need your help. That is humility, church. That is humility. That's what humility looks like. It looks like taking your eyes off yourself, off your circumstance, off your situation and fixing them in God. The God who has the answers. The God who has the keys. The God who has everything within his grasp. His kingdom. The glorious riches of his kingdom. And it's saying, I'm not looking at what I have here on earth because that is nothing and it's useless. I am looking to your kingdom where your glory dwells. That is what humility looks like. And so the very act of prayer is humility in itself. And so don't think that when you come to pray that, oh, I've got to get all of this right. I've got to be humble before the Lord. I've got... No, come as you are. Come as you are. Because Jesus tore the veil so you could come as you are. Come as you are. The very act of prayer is humility. And you know the very act of praying in tongues is humility too. Because you don't know what you're praying. So you're not relying on your wisdom at all. You're not relying on your understanding at all. It is all God. It is all the Holy Spirit. It is all about Him. The very act is humility. And we know that in these last days, whether we are or we not, we're not, it's coming there. And in these last days, there are going to be things that come at us and praying in the Holy Spirit is going to be what keeps you in step with God. It's going to be what keeps you. And I'll tell you how I know. Actually, can we turn there? I want to read it together. Jude 17. So Jude has one chapter. It is a one book wonder. It is... When you read it, you have to read it a few times, I feel, because it's like... Sorry, what? What? Huh? That? Okay. Oh, actually, let's go back a little bit. Jude, hang on. Praise God. Okay. All right, so verse 16. There are grumblers, complainers, walking according to their own lusts. 
and they mouth great swelling words, flattering people to gain advantage. Harsh, but true. Truth, the word of God. But you, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how they told you there would be mockers in the last time, the last time, who would walk according to their own ungodly lusts, we see it, there are, these are sensual persons who cause divisions, not having the Spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Oh, so good. So it tells us all this harsh stuff, and then it gives us the answer, essentially. It says there's going to be all of this. These people do not have the Spirit, but you do. So build your holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit and walk in love and look to the mercy of Jesus Christ. It's summed up. It's summed up right now. It's summed up right there. And we can become so overwhelmed with what's going on in the world. Oh, it, it is scary out there, guys. Like some of the stuff I've seen, I have to turn social media off for a little while because it's uncomfortable. It's not nice. There are some horrible things happening in the world and God is bringing a lot of mess and a lot of darkness into light that is happening right now. And he's awakening his bride to see what is happening in the world so that they can take up their true calling and they can... Um, they can occupy all the places that they need to occupy. That's what he's doing in the world right now. But we need to be awake, church. And I want to read one more passage of scripture, and then I want to minister, hey? And I just want the fire of God to fall on each and every one of us this morning. Because like we sung this morning, we need our own flame. We need our own fire. And so we're going to read from Luke something. Eight. Luke eight. Sorry, guys. You can tell I did not prepare this. Um, yes, I got it right. Praise you, Jesus. Okay, Luke eight. Okay, so can we go to four, no, verse 40? A girl restored to life and a woman healed a good story okay so it was when jesus returned that the multitude welcomed him for they were all waiting for him and behold there came a man named jairus and he was a ruler of the synagogue and he fell down at jesus feet and begged him to come to his house for he had an only daughter, just one daughter, about 12 years of age, and she was dying. But as he went, the multitudes thronged him. Now a woman having the flow of blood for 12 years, who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any, came from behind and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, who touched me? Concilia touched on this last week, so I'm going to keep going to the, rest, to the other story. When all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitudes throng and press you, and you say, who touched me? But Jesus said, somebody touched me, for I perceived power going out from me. Now when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling before him. 
She declared to him in the presence of all people the reason she had touched him and now she was healed immediately. Wow, so good. And he said to her, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. So I love firstly that Jesus was on his way somewhere and he got an interruption and he met that need in that interruption. Just a side note. Now, while he was still speaking, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying to him, your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, don't be afraid, only believe. Don't be afraid, only believe. You know, the antidote for fear is faith. The antidote for fear is faith. Where there is unbelief, there will be fear. But where there is faith, there will be no fear. That's the antidote. Do not be afraid. Only believe and she will be made well. But you've got to understand that she was dead. They had come to them. They had come to him and said, she's dead. Like, don't trouble the teacher. She's already dead. She's gone. When he came into the house, he permitted no one to go in except Peter, James, and John, and the father and the mother of the girl. Now all wept and mourned for her. But he said, do not weep. She is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him, knowing that she was dead. But he put them all outside, took her by the hand and called, saying, Little girl, arise. Then her spirit returned, and she rose immediately, and he commanded that she be given something to eat. And her parents were astonished. I love this story, and I love the fact that Jesus says to them, Stop mourning. She is just asleep. And we see that right now in the world. That Christians are losing, even the world is losing hope. The world is losing hope because there is chaos all around us. Even the body of Christ is losing hope. They're not being the light that they need to be. And Jesus is saying, hang on a second. Stop mourning. Stop mourning. It is not dead. It is not finished. You just need to wake up. It is not dead. She is not dead. She is only sleeping. And then he says, arise. And I believe that this is a word for the church today. Arise. Arise, sleeping bride. Wake up. Things are not dead. He calls to life the things which are dead anyway. But things are not dead. We just need to wake up. This is a word for the body of Christ right now. Wake up. Open your eyes. Do not mourn. Do not focus on what's going on outside. Don't focus on the chaos. Wake up. Open your eyes and put them up toward heaven. He says, arise. Because he told them, get up. You need to stand up. You need to activate your faith. Arise. Arise, church. Wake up and see the heavenly realities, not the natural realities, the heavenly realities. The heavenly reality of victory, victory in Jesus. The heavenly reality of peace, 
You know, peace is a heavenly reality. Faith is a heavenly reality. Hope is a heavenly reality. Love is a heavenly reality. And if only we would open our eyes to the heavenly realities and arise and step into the fullness of who we're called to be, which is a dwelling place and a temple for the Holy Spirit, then we would literally start to see things change. And, you know, I go back to that fire on the top of their heads. What a sign, right? What a sign. Whoa, they've got fire on top of their heads. Like, what a sign that would be. But I believe that it's, God is just so amazing in his pictures, you know. Every detail in the word of God is important. And there's fire because he is a consuming fire. And so what fire does is it burns up the things that aren't, aren't of him. And I was reminded this morning of Psalm 97. And it says that the fire goes before me and consumes up all my enemies. Wow. And the mountains, the things in your life, the mountains that seem huge, melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. Melt. Just stop. Just stop for a second. Just stop. Close your eyes. Okay. Let's. Let's do a bit of a picture here. All right. I don't know how visual you all are, but let's just think about this. Let's think about as we walk, God is walking with us and he's a consuming fire. So imagine fire going before him as he walks. And then I want you to see mountains and watch them melt. Visualize what that looks like. Mountains melting. But you know. Whoa. Yes. Amen. <laughs> what a beautiful thing, church. If only we realize that we have the fire of God within us. The fire of God. You know, John the Baptist said that I baptize with water, but there will be a baptism of fire. And that sounds scary. Oh, baptism of fire. No, I promise you it's not. I promise you. It's good. It's a good baptism of fire. It's like warm and it takes away the things that we don't need and it keeps us in perfect step with God and it keeps our spirit active and so our mind doesn't have a chance to worry. It is so good. It is good fire. So just get the picture of bad fire out of your mind for a second. Baptized in fire, good. Yeah. Baptized in fire is good. And that's why God wants us to be so consumed by him. So this stuff in the world doesn't, doesn't affect us for one, but also then we step into our calling and we start to see what it does. We start to see the mountains melt like wax. We start to see the enemies burnt up. You know, we pray, we pray that God does something in, in government and, for, and for, in, in politics and so that um, like order and justice are restored. We pray all of those things. But do you know what that takes? It takes Christians on fire, stepping into all that they're called to and occupying everything that they're meant to. We want revival. We want change. We want to see like presidents coming to God. We want all of this. Do you know what it starts with? You deciding to be baptized with fire. Because when you are burning hot, the people around you become burning hot. And then they start to get their own flame. And I literally see, you know, what are those old things that in, for the fireplace that you used to have? What are they called? Bellows. I just saw a picture of that. And God's like doing this. 
Does that build the fire? Cool. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> if it put it out, I don't know what he was trying to say. Bellows. But I just saw a picture of that. He's like, I'm fanning your flame, church, because when I get behind you and fan your flame, you are unstoppable. You're unstoppable. Spend more time in the presence of God. Spend more time in the presence of truth, in justice himself, in love himself, and that's what you will become like. That's what you will become like. Praise you, Lord. Lord, can we um, actually, can I get the worship team up? And the reason I'm praying in tongues right now, because you'll find that often when I'm preaching, I know if you've noticed, but I'll randomly pray out in tongues. And I'll tell you why I do that. That is literally to build up my spirit so I can be sure that the next thing that comes out of my mouth comes from God. (laughs) Simple. Like, let's just, that's why I pray out in tongues. Because I just want to be so sure that I decrease and he increases. That's what it is. Wow, thanks, guys. It's really nice. Let's stand up. We've got some spirit-filled people over here. Oh, I love when we get Pentecostal, can I just say. Look, let me just put it out there right now. I want to bring a bit of Penty flavor back in the building. I'm all for it. And God wants to do a new thing. So imagine all the things you've seen before. And he's like, oh, but wait, I got new in store for you. I got good things in store for you because my Holy Spirit is living within you. And I am a creative God. Guys, let's pray out. Oh, we're going to come. We're gonna, interpretation is going to come. Can I say that? Interpretation actually comes.